Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm the artist formerly known as O'Malley. (laughs) That was a good one. I liked it. No one else laughed. Awkward. This episode is sponsored by how did what did we Deidre. say? Deidre. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks. Also, she posted in the group that a she was at Universal. She had her she had a Swish and Flick shirt on. Represent. So thank you. Nice. And two, she got to meet Tim Tracker from YouTube, who I know that you guys probably don't know anything about him. Don't but know who you are. I love him, and I'm so jealous that you got to meet him. That was super cool. Thank you for posting the picture. Was it? Appreciate it. Super cool. It was. <laughs> All right, today we will be discussing chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Four Champions. So make sure that you have read the chapters and you're ready to hike on into the details. Ooh, we're but hiking. We wait, have wait. Sarah News. Yes. This is a giant spoiler alert. Oh my gosh. We're the four champions and I'm the winner. I don't, I'm fine I'm with that. You sure. can go see Voldemort all you want. Yeah, and you can die. <laughs> I'm not the Actually, other one. Actually, Katie would be the one that dies. Oh, like, my hey. gosh. I am not a spare. I would hold her back from touching oh, the cup and make sure she doesn't win. <laughs> it's like she loves me. It's almost or like that. <laughs> she doesn't want you to win. She didn't know she you would go to die. Well, she doesn't know, know you're going to die. I knew what know. the I'm a Slytherin. I know what the outcome is. Because she's evil. evil. Yeah. Because you are you are a Death Eater. Yeah, but I would protect her, you know? Evil. But here's the thing. <laughs> Before we continue, I just want to say for Voldemort and Valor. <laughs> for Voldemort and Valor. Let's go. Whew. Weekly Prophet. What's happening? All right. Well, before the Weekly Prophet, I want to give a shout out to a listener who sent us an amazing package. Oh, oh it was where, great. I loved it. It was so cool. package? Yeah. I sent you guys pictures. I forgot to bring it today, but I will. Of the wands. Oh, yeah. Those are great. But Legit. thank you for not bringing them today. I know. My bad. Truthfully, bad. though. Truthfully okay, so though. can I give a shout out to this kid yes. who made us personalized yes. wands and recreated the Swish and Flick wand in real form for us? It's hey. absolutely amazing. They're beautiful. His name is Matt. And it, like the detail and thought that went into these wands is just like I was mind blown opening this. And I sent pictures of the girls and like explained everything to them, like what he put matches each of us. Like it has like our initials somehow on there, like a symbol that 
references like something about our personalities and like Tiffany's has a paw print on it for Fozzie. Mine has a paw print on it for Iggy. Katie's has a little cat face on it for Teddy. Um, Sarah's had like a shamrock and a skull. A shamrock, yep. So, and like he even... Because you're tired. He even like... <clears throat> picked the woods for certain reasons. Like it was just so awesome. He picked I'm, the woods from his backyard, correct? Yes. Yeah. I'm That's going to sweet. say that next time we're together, we're gonna we'll bring it and we'll record. Well, we're gonna do so like we can a, show everybody. We're gonna we were supposed to do this yesterday and I forgot about it, but we were supposed to record a mail opening vlog because I thought that that would be a really cool thing that we could do every now and then where we get together and look at everything that's been sent to us and like you know, thank everybody who has done it all together instead of just like through message. I have a request for our songwriters. I want a song about mail for Swish and Flick Ooh, that's yeah, to the that tune of the Blues Clues. Yes. yes. I like it. Yeah. Thank you and good night. Um, can we eat more stuff on a vlog? Is that still a thing? Sure. Yeah, Bridget gets it. a British snack box I every mean, other month. It's been a little Or bit. every month. We eat them. It's no. I too would like to eat snacks. 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 But right. Matt, so yeah, just thank, thank you, Matt. Thank, there, thank you. you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. And I, I want to get one of those like wand things that we can hang on the wall with like yes. all five of them because there's ones that hold five and we can put the swish and flick one in the middle and then ours is going to be beautiful. I'm really You excited. think that you get to have so you my get to keep wand the anywhere flick wand? that I, I am not? It, why did I say I was going to hang it in my house? I'm not saying you'd say I want it in my own home. I, want I think my that it should wand. be in our in the space that we're together. That I want my wand with me. Okay, whatever. Because that's what wizards tell you to do. Why would you leave your wand somewhere that leaves you defenseless? And that it's not a smart well, decision to make. we know where not to keep it. In your back pocket. Yeah. Because. Moody. You'll, you'll lose a cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I don't really have a cheek anyway. So. Not face cheeks. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the weekly profit is <clears throat> this crazy news that I found on CNN. It's actually, it's been all over the place the past oh, couple days. Yeah, it has. About a rare Harry Potter book sold for almost $100,000 at an auction in London. That deserves a million dings, but we'll, we'll give, give you it one. one to save your ears. Um, <laughs> so... Before you start ransacking your bookshelf in hopes of getting a huge stack of galleons, you should know how rare this book was. Tell it was me. a first edition, okay. first impression of the novel that introduced muggles to Harry, Ron, Hermione, and the rest of the Hogwarts gang in 1997. It was one of only 500 copies that exist, Ooh. and it once belonged to J.K. Rowling's first literary agency. That's cool. The book also had a couple typos to make it even more unique. The word philosopher is misspelled on the back cover, and Harry's list of required school supplies includes one wand twice. Two wands. What? That's awesome. So the book sold for $90,074, and the new owner may want to take it to Gringotts for safekeeping. (laughs) Do we know who purchased it? No, it hasn't been announced who did. Um. But yeah, that's just, I mean, that's amazing. That is super amazing. That's a lot lot of cash. Yeah. Alrighty-roo. That's all I got. (sighs) Tiffany. Katie. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. Give it to me. Rub, 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 recap. That was so tame. (laughs) I was going to go really like, (laughs) but I decided to just tone it down. I think last time I was like, (laughs) recap. 
Oh, boy. I don't want to blow right. anybody's ears out of their headphones today. All right, so last time was the chapter. We were introduced to the hot cup of fire. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm pitching it being a person. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shake hands. It's a little hot. So students um, entered to become their school's champions. Fred and George tried, but nope, they just grew beards. <laughs> and after the Halloween feast, it was time for the goblet to select the three champions. But surprise, surprise, there's a fourth champion because what? Harry found himself in another mess he couldn't explain. His name <clears throat> came out of the goblet. Like, mm. poor Literally Harry. everything happens to this kid. Poor guy. Yep. Harry. Harry. So they are in the room where it happened, and everyone is trying to figure out how Harry's name came out of the goblet. Pretty much everybody's angry and confused about it. Except Dumbledore. (laughs) What? He's not very angry. (laughs) Nobody. He's pretty calm. I, I'm gonna well, actually, can I? Hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> when we t- I have a, I have an opinion and a pepper about that, but he's probably confused. Yeah, truth. Um, so there, but realistically, there's nothing they can do about it because it, <clears throat> it's a binding contract. Magical. Um, which makes me think of something else, but whatever. So Harry must compete. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So Harry has some thoughts about the coming events, and Ron just wants to know how he did it. Uh, but Ron doesn't believe him, and uh, Harry is not pleased. You've just gotta believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. No, SpongeBob. I don't know what that is. I don't know that either. Get out of here. Sorry, SpongeBob. Mandy the Mermaid. Never heard of them. People the get it. I don't understand. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Now I, now I'm hearing it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now that we're men, <laughs> yeah, we can do, do anything. anything. Now that we're men, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh all right, God. so all right, that's so. the first one. Harry is <laughs> stunned. He's sitting there in the great hall, and everybody's looking at him. Not the first time, and he was sure that he was dreaming because something like this just absolutely could not happen to him. Right? No one clapped. There was like an angry buzzing sound of people starting to talk. And people were actually standing up to look at him. Poor Harry. I feel so bad for him. Like, people just, I don't know. If I had people staring at me all the time, one, because I have a scar on my head. And then you have this, so it like intensifies it. Plus people are mad. Mm, No, thank you. So I pulled something called an unexpected champion, oh. and I believe that this was from Pottermore. I can't remember because I copied and pasted. I think did he is. go on an unexpected journey? I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> Although every tournament in history had only ever had three champions, Harry Potter found himself chosen as the unprecedented fourth. The other three champions. <laughs> Were what word do you hate? Unprecedented. Oh, I thought I thought you were like saying fourth or <laughs> <Me> something. <too. laughs> no, sorry. It's such an odd word to hate. Were Fleur Delacour of Bobatons, Victor Crumb of Dormstrang. Well, how did Doomstrang? Dormstrang. Dormstrang. And Cedric Diggory of Hogwarts. Going down. It's actually Hogwarts. I don't know. Hogwash. 
hogwash. It's been a while since you've had an opportunity I know. for that. <laughs> she gets me. I know. I just love Queenie. I just have faith in her. You know. Need to bring her up all the time. Mm-hmm. I bet you she's going to die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think there's going to be some sad, sad, There's, there's going to be, movies. I mean, that movie made me cry multiple times. Wait, so. yeah. Some sad, sad? Yeah. Some sad, sad to be sad, sad about. <laughs> Um, McGonagall wasn't going to have any of this. She gets up from the head table and goes right to Dumbledore, who leans in to listen to her whisper, and he's frowning slightly. And I said, could this be his reaction to his reading of the signs? Is this like, oh, that was... Oh, here's the start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Harry looks at Ron and Hermione and the entirety of the Gryffindor table, and they're all just gawking at him open-mouthed. I feel so bad for Harry. Yeah. So he's like staring blankly and it says, quote, I didn't put my name in. You know, I didn't. And I said, my heart hurts for him because they both don't say anything. But I think they're just too shocked. Let me get there. Well, Hermione is shocked. Okay. Well, I'll talk about Ron. Okay. So they just stared back at him and I said, I know that this is just their initial reactions and they can't help it, but I just wish they would have snapped out of it faster and supported him right then and there. And I have some feels. So Dumbledore calls his name again, and Hermione gives him a slight push, getting him moving, and he's stumbling slightly on his robes. First of all, that's awkward in general, too. It would happen to me. What do you mean? I would, like, get up and just do something worse to... Oh, okay. I would have fallen on my face, Yeah, something, you know, just to make it worse already. Yeah. Meg? I just think, too, like, thinking about all of like what is going through everybody's heads right now, you know, 99% of everybody in that room is assuming he did something to break mm-hmm. the rules. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, of course it's Harry Potter. So of course he was able to do it and he's yeah. going to get in well, and do it. Right. And two, it, it doesn't help the fact that he has a professor that <clears throat> is constantly saying, like portraying him as the person that wants all that fame and glory. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> Snape. Snape. It's like, Oh, oh you, you know, yeah. Yes. Plus, I was Malfoy thinking Lockhart for too. a second, and I was like, "He's not here. <laughs> he he's he's not there." Who's oh. Lockhart again? He doesn't know. He he's know. your famous Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discuss Ravenclaws and the fact that we're so underrepresented. I truth. posted a great picture of him on Ravenclaw Day. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh! Imagine. I had speaking, a better one, but it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine speaking of reactions. Imagine like the sear of jealousy that Draco oh, would have had at this oh, moment. Oh, it's so bad. I but guess. I mean, and how's he get away Ron. with this? And the Weasleys, and Ron, though. Yeah. Like because oh, both George, Fred and George yeah. later on in the book or in this chapter, Fred's like half annoyed at him and half like yeah. really impressed because yeah. he's like he wanted yeah. to. They're 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 different than Ron to me Correct. though. Like I they think, would they would be more. Um, uh, frustrated that he wouldn't have told them how he did it, but I, they're not going to hold a grudge. They're I, not those. Kind well, of I guys. think part of it with Ron is that he thinks that um, Harry did it, and is like, "Why wouldn't you tell me? Like, I could have done, entered too, kind of thing. Like, why didn't you? Yeah. We're supposed to be best friends. I think that's part of it, right. among other reasons. All right, and <laughs> moving on. So, feeling like a very awkward long walk, Harry heads into the room, and hundreds and hundreds of eyes are on him now. Quote, as though each were a searchlight. And I said, oof. It's the worst. <clears throat> so the buzzing of the voices grew louder and louder, and his walk seemed like an hour. And then he was in front of Dumbledore and the whole teaching staff. Quote, well, through the door, Harry, said Dumbledore. And he wasn't smiling. I said, yikes. Oof. To make things even worse, Hagrid just stared at him as well. 
<laughs> and he went through the door and was in a smaller room. There were paintings of witches and wizards in a roaring fl- fireplace, and the paintings began to spread the news. So I wanted to read a little bit from the chapter. It says, The faces in the portraits turned to look at him as he entered. He saw a wizened witch flit out of the frame of her picture and onto one next to it, which contained a wizard with a walrus mustache. Picture that. <laughs> the wizened witch stared, started whispering in his ear. Oof. So Fleur assumes that Harry is in there to deliver a message to them because he is obviously younger. And there's already three champions. Harry doesn't even know how to begin to tell her what had just happened. And then in comes Ludo. And at first, like, Harry thought... I'm sorry. Ludo thought that Harry being chosen was the best. He said, extraordinary. And he announces Harry as the fourth Triwizard Champion. I hate that word. What? Fourth. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What? They're making fun of me. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry. So Crumb's face darkens. Cedric looks nonplussed, which is like surprised and confused. I had to look that up. Um, and they're all just unsure as how to react. Fleur tosses her hair and thought that it was just some funny joke. Can you imagine how Harry feels? Like somebody he thinks is great, Crumb, is like mad it says his face darkens which i assume is like a grimace kind of thing mm-hmm. cedric is no reaction like just surprised confused my like thunder yeah floor thinks it's a joke i like that you're calling her floor Fleur. Fleur, whatever you guys i really <laughs> genuinely can't say things <laughs> you want to laugh at people for not being able to pronounce things can't <laughs> wait for the blue <laughs> um I think he's just looking for someone to just be like, I believe you and like, we're going to help you out of the situation because he doesn't want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. He wants someone to just be like, he's, I can't believe it. Are you okay? He's yeah. not going to get and it. No one's giving da, him support. Da. So Bagman's like, nope, this is not a joke at all. <clears throat> Let me read. <laughs> well, it is amazing, said Bagman, rubbing his smooth chin, smiling down at Harry. But as you know, the age restriction was only imposed this year as an extra safety measure, and his names come out of the goblet. I mean, I don't think there can be any ducking out at this stage. It's down in the rules. You are obligated. Harry will just have to do the best he. And then in comes the crew. And I said, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. (laughs) On to you, my dear. All right. So. There it is. We have. There it is, number two. Oh my god. Should we start digging for that? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Dumbledore, Madame Maxine, Kakaroff, Professor McGonagall, Professor Snape, and Mr. Crouch are the crew that come walking through the door. Um, so our f- our girl Floor insults <laughs> Harry by saying, They are saying that this little boy is to compete also. And Harry feels a ripple of anger, even though he's like really numb right now because he's in shock. That causes him to feel a ripple of anger at him at her calling him a little boy, which honestly, like, he's only three years younger than you. Come on. Yeah, but she's like legally an adult and he's not. <sighs> she's like legally not a very nice person in this book, Ooh. but <laughs> the heads mm-hmm. of the other schools are honestly rightfully upset, in my opinion. I agree. Um, we already know that the Wizarding World is very competitive with this tournament, and now Hogwarts gets two champions, so two chances to win over their one chance. Um, 
And like, honestly, it, it upsets me that they're more so concerned about how now Hogwarts has a better chance of having a champion than them instead of Harry's safety. They don't care. I feel like in the past, this tournament was probably just full of lies, deceit, cheating. True. And whatnot. Oh, I mean, and we see, and we see it now. Too. Right? I mean, yeah. we'll, we will see. I mean, it. why would they care about how he's going to do and his well-being if they're willing to have these kids go in a tournament where people have been killed? Correct. So many so that then they were like, oh, all of these people have died during these tournaments, so we should probably stop it. Like, they didn't care. You know what I mean? I think, that, shock me. I think that why I'm a little surprised that they didn't care at all is because of how much thought went into setting this tournament up for success this time around. Like... In the past, that is the way that it was. But how many years has it been since it even happened? So, like, the fact that they took all of these precautions to make sure that it would be safe and to make sure that people only of age 17 would enter. Like, honestly, like, Kakaroff and Madame Maxime, I don't think, cared about the age limit. They just wanted to do it. Because you can see when they are talking here, they say, we would have brought more people. But, like, regardless, like, take everything away including like the age line, what were the other precautions? That was it. That was the only precaution that I see. Did they No, they changed the tasks? the tasks to make them not as dangerous. You, and have they still more. had a battle dragon. So that imagine what you. they used to do. This one, I mean, like they're still doing things that can kill you. They're it's, battling dragons. They're in a lake where they can't breathe if they're under there for more than an hour. Hey, I know, but go I would that. imagine that they'll bail people out. Do you know, want to know why? Because Joe wrote it. Well, no, I just, I think that yes, they're still doing dangerous things, but they had people there to help in the situation had it gone awry. If, I mean, they wouldn't let someone drown to death. Wouldn't they? I don't think that they would have. (laughs) But like, we don't know. Like the the dragon could have eaten the kid. You know what I mean? They could have seen that progressing. That's a risk we're willing to take. (laughs) I think All I'm saying is that. I think they were more willing to jump in and step in if something were to go wrong because in the maze, they were like, oh, if you're in trouble, send send up up sparks. sparks. Like, I don't think that would have ever been an option. I'm sure they were watching. They had people patrolling. Well, then how did they know that, that, how did they not know until they came back that that was a porky? You know what I mean? Like, didn't they see them touch the cup if they were watching? I know. That's a good question. Uh, Well, Moody was one of the people watching and maybe he made sure he was where Harry was. I just don't think that they cared enough about any of their, um, any of the children's likelihood because they wanted, they wanted their school to be the one with all the glory and all of who we won. I don't care if my champion died. Yeah. At least they would have died in a whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Some crap. Yeah. All right. So Kakaroff says, two Hogwarts champions. I don't remember anyone telling me the host schools allowed two champions, or have I not read the rules carefully enough? Madame Maxine says, Hogwarts cannot have two champions. It is most unjust. And then Kakaroff again says, we were under the impression that your age line would keep out younger contestants, Dumbledore. Otherwise, we would, of course, have brought along a wider selection of our own schools. And then Snape butts in. And says, it's no one's fault but Potter's, Karkaroff. Don't go blaming Dumbledore for Potter's determination to break the rules. He's been crossing lines ever since he arrived here. Gosh, And Dumbledore quickly cuts him off and says, thank you, Severus, firmly. (laughs) My boy. I do have a question, though. Like, because he asks him about, like, did you have another student put it? Like, would that have worked? Like, Uh, apparently. Like, that's so I think they're putting trust in the students to not do that. That seems like... 
I don't know. I don't but know. Like, I'm sorry. I wait, 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 wait. Because I don't remember. Does he ask him in front of other people? I, I'm about to. Yeah. yeah, he does. It's just a question to appease the masses. He knows that wouldn't work. But does he? Y'all, y'all please. He knows that wouldn't work. What are you doing? Fixing her earring. Her earring in. I didn't know you had earrings in. All right. So here it Thanks is. for noticing me. God. The moment we've all been waiting for. Do it justice, baby. Did you put your name in the gobble of fire, Harry? <laughs> Dumbledore asked. Calmly. Calmly. I don't hate it. I prefer him being yelly. Dumbledore. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He comes flying in there, knocking stuff. I like it because I think that instills in Harry, like, this is more real. fear. Yeah. No, like, I feel is, like, I, the, I like it. the way that Dumbledore is right now is more like had... Harry figured out a way. It would have been massive disappointment, which is worse. It's like when your parents are like, yes, mad at I feel like this, <laughs> like this is Dumbledore. Him saying, did you do it? Just very straightforward to the point. Did you do this? Harry says, no. Did you ask an older student to put it in the Gobble of Fire for you? And Harry says, no, italicized, <laughs> emphasizing, emphasizing, no, I didn't. Yeah, Dumbledore is just asking these questions in front of these people just to have asked them. He knows that none of this is true. Right. I still still love the movie better. I won't lie. I mean, you can love the movie better, but what I'm saying is, like, uh, don't come at us and be like, you know... Yeah, would I just, that have worked? That would have been way too easy of way to yeah. what? Uh, what, what do they say? Hoodwink well, the realistically, cup. Realistically, I think the way they did it is really easy. He, he just confunded the cup. Like yeah, but but, but he did it, more it prob- than that. It, it's probably advanced magic to yeah. do that to such an a student uh, can't just go up to a, a magical object. But we're also saying this about the book where the kid got the sorcerer's stone when he was eleven years old. Like they're thinking all of that magic is going to keep people out. An eleven-year-old got through. But as we've said, She's like Harry normal, was kind though. of set up to go through those tasks. You know? Yeah. I mean, like the way that that, like again, like we've said a couple times, like we think Dumbledore was testing. But Harry. here's the thing: even if an adult got through all of those chambers and then finally got to the mirror, there's only a special kind of person that could have actually obtained the stone. So exactly. it doesn't matter whether they got through the others. The yeah. end was obviously the mirror, which there's only I think a few people that would actually have been able to, with pure of heart, to get that out. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I just I still disagree with you. I like that he was yelling in the movie. What are are we still? Ta- I wasn't just talking saying, about I that. I disagree with all of it. With what? All of it. <laughs> None of that was about the yelling. Just, I just think she wants it. to disagree. You just fine. lost ten minutes off your tickleback time. Ooh. What, and me then, giving you one? No, me giving you one. You're never gonna. Madame, I was one. gonna. Lie. Madame Maxime says, "Ah, but of course he's lying." So then Madame Maxime goes in and accuses Dumbledore of incompetence with his age line, and McGee is angry mm. at that assumption. Shuts it all down by all down by saying I, that we need to believe Dumbledore. Um, and so next up, Cockeroff gets Mr. Crouch and Mr. Bagman involved, asking them their opinion. And you can tell here, like, how excited Bagman is. Like, he's, like, sweating with excitement. Loves the drama. I, I think does. that... And I think he loves Harry. Well, A, he loves the drama. This is kind of, like, my theory here. A, he loves the drama. B, he loves... He loves that he can make a relationship with Harry and try and make money off of this. Because he's like, ooh, Harry's in this now. 
I like him. I'll feed him information and I'll make money off of it. I'm going to gamble. So like, I think that's where his mind goes to first is like, ooh, this puts even more odds on this competition. I'm going to make even more money because we know that he's addicted to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Mr. Crouch is not so excited. He looks dark probably scared honestly they worked so hard to make like this is i think what's important to mr crouch they worked so hard to make this tournament safe and now it's basically all go down the all gone down the tube like all of that work that they did leading up to this it's just like shot and um it's gonna you know it could reflect it's gonna reflect on on him him, exactly so crouch says that they must follow the rules and the rules state clearly that the people whose names come out of the goblet of fire are bound to compete and i have a theory here do you think that Crouch is being controlled by Junior to ensure that Harry must oh. compete? Oh. Like with how he's answering his question? Because we know that at least later on in this book, he is controlled by Crouch Junior. Right. Um, That's a really Like good I know question. that there's a binding magical contract, but at the same time, like I feel like of all the people who have who could have figured out a way around the contract, it would have been Crouch. The person that and because, created it. Right. And like because he was so focused on keeping this safe and keeping it, you know, how they all agreed for it to be, I don't think that his reaction to this happening is very him. That's an interesting thought. Like I feel I'm not sure. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's kind of out there, but it, like maybe, maybe his reaction and him saying like no, maybe he really does. But, you know, but there's like, no way around it. What is like how closely related are like is like an unbreakable vow and a magical contract? Right, I don't know. Isn't an like, unbreakable vow a form of a magical contract? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, but it like has to do with death. But we don't know what would be the consequence if you if right. say you put your name in even you like you volunteered and then you got picked and you're like I changed my mind. I that's don't think why, you would. Yeah. But what are the consequences? Is that's it death? why I kind of feel like what there there's there's probably some way out of it, but they're making it seem like there isn't. Well, but I think if there was a way out of it, he wouldn't have done it. Like Harry would not have had to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. Why with wouldn't that. he have had to do it? Because he was too young. Like, well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying, like, maybe the only person who would have known a way around it because they created the contract would have been Crouch. But he's being controlled to say, oh, nope, there's no way out of it. Or is I, it a continuing contract that's like an ancient contract from the beginning and their names maybe. just get attached to it that's as possible. years and tournaments yeah, go like, on? I don't think they have much control over. Once your name goes in there, regardless, like it's a hard rule. And maybe that's part of the reason why so many people died. Maybe they were like, we didn't want to continue on. Like maybe the first task was too whatever for them. It's like Jumanji. And they got to finish the game. (laughs) Right. Maybe that's their souls. That's the flames, the cup. I don't. Ooh, I just feel like they're for for what especially in the beginning Moody's behavior or Judy's behavior is at this. Time. Well, he kind of is like just in the shadows right now I because after this happens, he comes up and starts talking. Interesting. So it's like you know, Crouch. Here, let me find it really. I quick. like it. Crouch comes out and says, "Um, 
I ins- oh wait, Karkaroff is saying, I insist upon resubmitting the names of the rest of my students, said Karkaroff. He had dropped his unctuous tone and his smile now. His face wore a very ugly look indeed. You will set up the gobble to fire once more, and we will continue adding names until each school has two champions. It's only fair, Dumbledore. Um, oh, hold on, right before that. <laughs> right before that is whenever Crouch says... And it like it just says he spoke in his usual curt voice. Mm-hmm. We must follow the rules, and the rules state clearly that those people whose names come out of the Goblet of Fire are bound to compete in the tournament. And that's it. I can but see. And then, it's just him. Like he's very much a rule follower to the point where he even put his own son in prison for being against all of it. You know what I mean? Like very much like he's not going to break it for anybody. I mean, I could see it either way. Truthfully, but I've never thought about that before, and I it's really just like, like that. In this moment, I feel like he wouldn't be his normal Kurt self because he's got to be really frazzled. Yeah. Like, in you, we know how easily he gets frazzled throughout the rest of this book, right? Um, and then you know, and then that's whenever Cockeroff and Bagman are talking about redoing the names, and then Bagman says, "But Cockeroff, it doesn't work like that. The Goblet of Fire's gone out, and it won't reignite until the start of the next tournament." In which, and then Cockeroff is like, "In which." We will not be competing, and it goes on and on. Then it says Moody had just entered the room. He limped toward the fire, and with every right step he took, there was a loud clunk. Convenient? I'm afraid I don't understand you, Moody. Oh, wait. Gosh, I'm messing up. He says empty threat, Kakaroff, before he enters the room. So, like, he's already talking before he's entering the room, so I'm kind of envisioning him as, like... He's by the door, like in the shadows, and now he's entering this area where they're talking. So, like, yeah. he was there because he was listening to their conversation, and now he's adding his his part in the conversation. Yeah, because um, he was just out with the teachers, right? Yes. So then Moody comes in at this point and interjects basically to get Cockroft and Madame Maxine to Madame Maxine to shut up. He goes, imagining things. Am I growled Moody? Seeing things. A. It was a skilled witch or wizard who put the boy's name in that goblet. Ah, what evidence is there of that, said Madame Maxime, throwing up her huge hands. Because they hoodwinked a very powerful magical object, said Moody. It would have needed an exceptionally strong confundus charm to bamboozle that goblet into forgetting that only three schools compete in the tournament. And he's basically, I mean, she's basically telling us right now how Judy did it. Yeah. And I'm like, woo! Like, you're telling us how you did it. But, and, and everybody overlooks it. And he me. says, I'm guessing they submitted Potter's name under a fourth school to make sure he was the only one in his category. See, that was stupid for him to do that. And why didn't anybody figure it out then? Come know. on, Dumbledore. Love you. I think, again, because like Moody is just known to think that way. Like He is known to think the like way a that a dark wizard, wizard would think. And then Kakaroff interjects and says, you seem to have given this a great deal of thought, Moody. Well, Kakaroff, I guess, did call him out. You know? And a very ingenious theory it is. Though, of course, I heard you recently got it into your head that one of your birthday presents contained a cunningly disguised basilisk egg and smashed it to pieces before realizing it was a carriage clock. So you'll understand if we don't take you entirely seriously. Shout out to Basilisk. 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 Floor. Floor. I like the floor. It says, there are those who will turn innocent occasions to their advantage, Moody retorted in a menacing voice. It's my job to think the way dark wizards do, Kakaroff, as you ought to remember. Oh, burn. Alistair, said Dumbledore (laughs) warningly. So, like, clearly Dumbledore wants to shut this conversation down because he can see a fight is going to ensue between Kakaroff and Moody. my main man. Um, And again, I just find this interesting to point out that, like, here... 
Yes, Moody and Cockeroff would have a bad history because Moody put Cockeroff in there, but this is Judy who we're seeing, and they also would have a bad history because Cockeroff is the reason why Crouch Jr. got put in Azkaban. Dude, layers. So, like, his anger towards Cockeroff is warranted no matter who he is at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. And then Dumbledore, like, you know, just to kind of wrap it all up, says, how this situation arose, we do not know. It seems to me, however, that we have no choice but to accept it. Both Cedric and Harry have been chosen to compete in the tournament, and this, therefore, they will do. Done and done. (sighs) Bagman's psyched. And he's probably thinking of all the things he'll be able to bet on. Honestly. All right. I think this is my turn to do this. But if it's not, and I'm doing it again. Sorry. You have to listen to me. (laughs) It's ad time. (laughs) Attention. Dear Swishers, adventure is out there. Why would you settle for ordinary chain store coffee? You just go to the store and get anywhere when you can have an adventure in every single cup with Expedition Roasters. They are artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees. So now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Each theme bag features custom artwork by a guest artist that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office. So try some of their premium wizarding roasts like Booksmart Blueberry, Charming Chocolate Cherry, Cunning Caramel Crunch, or Big Hearted Butterscotch. All their coffees are certified gluten and allergen-free, so start that coffee adventure today at ExpeditionRoasters.com. You can use the coupon code SWISHFLICK15 and you'll save 15% off of your first purchase. Brew your happy place. Yes! Do it. I just discovered yesterday how much I like the, this is not Harry Potter, it's Disney related, but the redhead rum flavor. It's so good. And it's very reminiscent of butterbeer, I think. So really? It's it does, really yeah. good. I was shocked at how much I liked it. Mm. I'll bring it over. That's okay. yummy. Next recording session. Sounds good to me. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast and browse a selection of audio programs, download a title for, title for free, and start listening. Um, why Audible? Audible contains an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. You can get all seven of the Harry Potter books, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Quidditch Through the Ages, and more. Um, I listen to the Harry Potter books on Audible all the time on my long drives to and from work, and it helps me not go crazy in a car for two hours a day. <laughs> so um, if you want to sign up and get one audiobook for free, you can pick whatever book that you'd like and go to audibletrial.com forward slash swish flick cast. Do it. Yep. Guys, grab your coffee. Sit down with your your uh, AirPods. Hey, hey! <laughs> Listen Just to some got books. some of those. Super nice for your listening ears. Mm-hmm. I want them. Yellow, yellow. Hey, excuse me. I'm sorry. Why do you always do that? Because you're married. Pretty and that's much. what people do. Third time. Ready? All right. So. the rules and first task first task is november 24th it's in front of all the other students and the panel of judges no uh no big deal no pressure the champions cannot ask for or accept help of any kind from their teachers yes sarah yeah what day of the week is this november 24th (laughs) um i'm pretty sure it's on the night are you looking for it uh it's it was a thursday (laughs) (laughs) 
what you were doing. Yeah. It's literally right there. I can see it. That's awesome. God, I love it. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Katie. They can only bring their wand to that first task on that Thursday of November 24th. <laughs> and it's designed to test their daring, so they won't be told what's, what it is at all. Um, after the first task is over, they'll get information about the second task. And because the tournament is so demanding and time-consuming, the champions don't have to do end-of-year tests. I guess that's kind Jelly. of cool for risking Dude, your life. I, will, I don't know. Get real. He never Gosh. takes tests. <laughs> Ariel always gets out. <laughs> right, I don't know. For real. Does he take them once? He takes his third owls. year. He does it. Third year he does it because he takes the um, oh, you're right, lupins. You're right. Yeah, one and two are canceled. So he takes two. He takes three. He takes OWLs. That's what it. about six? I don't remember. I wonder if they got canceled because Dumbledore dies. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. And then yeah, seven, two, he doesn't go to school. Two to three. This is why we're doing the reread. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Dumbledore asks Mr. Crouch if he's sure he doesn't want to stay at Hogwarts tonight. And Crouch is like, nope, I got to get back to the ministry. Difficult times at the moment. He, quote, left young Weatherby in charge. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. A little over-enthusiastic, if truth be told. I said that's interesting. I'm sorry. I have to add something that I literally just thought of because Go of Percy. It. So... His report on cauldron bottoms, right? Yes. Neville burns through like what six? Yeah, yeah. remember? And yeah. then someone was like, "Well, his report must like it means something." Neville's burning through these cauldrons. <laughs> True. <laughs> I don't remember hey. who said that, but thank you, someone did. Tiffany, the great Percy defender. <laughs> I, I <love> mean, <laughs> somebody's got to stick up for him. I find it funny that like he's a little over enthusiastic. Like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. He's going to take whatever he can get, and he's going to run with it, and he's going to do his best. Yeah, I I actually feel a little bit bad for Percy in that situation, because, like, he really is just trying to, like, he is over-enthusiastic, but he's just trying to, he's trying to prove himself. Right. It's like Hermione, when you only have to have, like, you know, 60 inches apart. Yeah, she's like 12. You know, three Danny DeVito's length. Yeah. <laughs> Had to throw it somewhere. In there. <laughs> if there's no measurements, we'll create one. We will fi- figure it out. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore tries to get him to at least have a drink before he leaves, encouraged by Bagman, of course. It's all happening at Hogwarts now, you know. Much more exciting here than at the office. Uh, but Mr. Crouch isn't so having it. it. Uh, Dumbledore goes to extend the offer to Madame Maxime and Karkaroff, but they're both like already leaving. They're angry. Um, and Dumbledore's like, Harry, Cedric, you might want to go off to bed. I'm sure Gryffindor and Hufflepuff are waiting to celebrate. <laughs> I know, right? I'm sure Harry, and we find out Harry wants to do nothing of the sort. Um, I like this description that Harry feels like the inside of his head is in complete disarray, like his brain had been ransacked. I mean, this kid's been through a lot in the past. This has to have taken less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Cedric asks, well, how'd you get your name in? And Harry's like, I I didn't. I was telling the truth. And Cedric's like, yeah, okay. We'll see you later. Yeah. He doesn't believe him. I will apologize on the behalf of Hufflepuff for that because <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to read from the book. Was anyone except Ron and Hermione going to believe him or would they all think he'd put himself in for the tournament? Yet how could anyone think that when he was facing, com- when he was facing competitors who'd had three years more magical education than he had, when he was now facing tasks that not only sounded very dangerous, but which were to be performed in front of hundreds of people. Yes, he'd thought about it. He'd fantasized about it. But it had been a joke, really, an idle sort of dream. He'd never really seriously considered entering. But someone else had considered it. 
Someone else had wanted him in the tournament and had made sure he had entered. Why? <clears throat> to give him a treat? He didn't think so somehow. To see him make a fool of himself? Well, they were likely going to get their, their wish. But to, get, but to get him killed, was Moody just being his usual paranoid self? Couldn't someone have put Harry's name in the goblet as a trick, a practical joke? Did anyone really want him dead? Yes. What are, where is it? An idle sort of dream. No, sir, it was a vision. Oh, Tiffany. <laughs> oh, Tiffany. <laughs> he did actually dream about it, though, Correct. right? Correct, yeah. yes. <clears throat> um, and I think we all agree that he's a seer. He saw oh, yeah. what was coming. We need a shirt. You're a seer, Harry. You're a seer, Harry. It's, it's going to happen. Just keep reminding me because I forget everything. You're a seer, Harry. Oh, my gosh. Immediately, Harry's like, yeah, of course there is. Voldemort. Uh, he was supposed to be far away somewhere in some distant country, hiding, alone, powerless, weak. And yet Harry's dream showed things differently. Voldemort and Wormtail had been together Not and they were plotting his murder. Not a dream. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want your a seer, Harry, with some glasses. No, you don't want glasses. Do a divination hey. ball. Mm, I like that. But do like maybe do both the things that like the things that are holding up um, the ball could be like, like oh no that dragon too, I was gonna say there would be egg too, too crazy I was gonna be like you could have Ron Harry and Hermione holding it up <laughs> <laughs> just like a crazed Trelawney underneath <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> alrighty it's my turn. say it Ugh, don't spray it. So I got a question for everybody. Have you ever been like so in your head when you're going somewhere like walking or driving that you just completely like and then are not there. aware and then you realize <laughs> before you get like this happens to me all the time where you're at your destination and it's like you almost don't know how you got there like it was on autopilot. I literally yeah. hate that. It scares me. It really me. scares me because yeah. it happens to me in the morning when I drive. And um, listening to a book on <laughs> Audible. <laughs> yeah. It actually has to do with like your brain and um is like and the whole thing like very I don't know I watched this TED talk about it it was fascinating anyway so this happens to Harry because he's um, before he knows it he's staring at the fat lady um, and he's like whoa bro how'd I get there whoa bro and so uh, the little fat lady has a guest her name's Violet she's yeah, turning Violet, Violet. <laughs> <laughs> and she's told her kind of like the gossip of the night um, and that Harry is the fourth champion. But Harry, like, ignores her because she, like, tries to, like, oh, you know, you're the champion, like, snottily to him. Just says the password, which is Boulder Dash, and she gets offended, like the lady Violet (laughs) does. And then the fat lady is like, no, 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 that's the password. Like, she's like, I can't believe you would say that to me. So the door opens, or, like, you know, he gets into the the podcast. What is wrong with me? He gets into the common room. Special guest Harry Potter on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The noise hits him, like... To the point where he's almost blasted like backwards, um, but he gets pulled into the room, and there people there are very excited. So Fred seems that he's a little annoyed, but also very impressed, saying um, Harry should have told him that he entered. And then George is like, "Well, how'd you do it?" See, I like how they yes, they're matured more than Ron, obviously, but like up front, this is how I feel. But yeah. they also have had time. You know what I mean? That's what I said. Like they're older, so they're no. I mean, more- literally just. From the, the however long he's been down there, from the moment that he, they said his name, mm-hmm. that first reaction 
they've had time to sit there and like go through and like now they're talking. You don't even do you get what I'm saying? So has Ron. Yeah, so is now, Ron, yeah, but like we're not there yet. All I'm saying his very first reaction. We're just talking about his Ron's reaction. No, be now. I'm just I'm just saying like I like that they said how they felt. Yeah, like but sometimes you should have told us how you hard. Well, sucks. He's also however old, fourteen. Do it. Tell them how you feel. All right. So Angelina is happy um, that if it wasn't her, she's happy that it's a fellow Gryffindor that got picked. I like that, Angelina. Um, And I spelled everything wrong in that sentence. Yeah, I know. I'm very offended. (laughs) (laughs) Spelled Gryffindor wrong. I spelled Gryffdor. Gryffydor. Gryffydor. Um, So they have food and they're like, eat, Harry, eat. (laughs) And he's like, dude, literally just had a feast, not hungry. Also went through some stuff, not hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Went through some stuff. All he wants to do is go to bed. And so from the book, it says, but nobody wanted to hear that he wasn't hungry. Nobody wanted to hear that he hadn't put his name in the goblet. Mm. Not one single person seemed to have noticed that he wasn't at all in the mood to celebrate. Lee Jordan had unearthed a Gryffindor banner from somewhere, and he insisted on draping it around Terry like a cloak. What if it was also at one point draped over James? Maybe. Cool. I think that would be sweet. (laughs) Well, I know his uh, invisibility cloak was draped over James. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. This Griffy door says. Griffy door. So Harry couldn't get away. Whenever he tried to sidle over to the staircase um, up to the dormitories, the crowd around him closed ranks, forcing another butterbeer on him, stuffing crisps and peanuts into his hands. <laughs> Um, everyone wanted to know how he had done it and how he had tricked Dumbledore's age line and managed to get his name into the goblet. But he didn't do it. And if he'd done it, how could you tell him he was wrong? Wow, oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> how could you tell me that I was wrong? So he's like super over it and he's just tired. And so he tells him he's going to bed and he just really wants to find Ron and Hermione. Mm. So he's finally able to escape the common room and he finds Ron in their room. And Ron says, he had it coming. jeez. <laughs> 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 oh, well this is what he says he's like where have you been harry said oh hello said ron sorry that's not funny but it is funny you're so awkward i know so he was grinning but it was a very odd strange sort of grin harry suddenly became aware that he was still wearing the scarlet gryffindor banner that lee had tied around him he hastened to take it off but it was knotted very tightly (laughs) ron lay on the bed without moving watching harry struggle to remove it so, he said when Harry had finally removed the banner and thrown it into a corner, congratulations. What do you mean, congratulations, said Harry, staring at Ron. There was definitely something wrong with the way that Ron was smiling. It was more like a grimace. Show me your best grimaces. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Ron's like, how did you do it? How did you get over the, the line? Um ask him like did you use the invisibility cloak and harry's like uh it wouldn't have worked dude (laughs) ron says oh right i thought you might have told me that it was the cloak because it wouldn't have covered both of us wouldn't it but you found another way didn't you and harry's like dude i didn't put my name in the goblet of fire someone else someone else must have done it and then they're like well what would they do that for i don't know said harry 
this is not funny. <laughs> he felt it would sound very melodramatic to say, to kill me. <laughs> so um, I got something attached to my elbow. It's not part of the book. And then Ron was like, it's okay, you know, you can tell me the truth, he said. If you don't want everyone else to know, fine. But I don't know why you're bothering to lie. Um, you didn't get it. Hold on. I can't read. You didn't get into trouble for it, did you? The friend of the fat ladies, that Violet, she's already told us all that Dumbledore's letting you enter. A thousand galleons prize money, eh? And you don't have to do the end of the year test either. And Harry's like, I didn't put my name in the Goblet of Fire. And he's starting to feel really angry. And then he was like, Ryan was like, you know, I'm not stupid, you know. So then Harry snaps back with, you're you're doing a good impression of it. And so then Ron then tells Harry he should get some sleep before the photo call or something in the morning. So he, like, shuts his drapes. <laughs> what a very unsatisfying way to, like, storm away from Can an argument. Like, <laughs> oh, but I kind of think that is satisfying. No, I want to slam a door. <laughs> like, I like, like think door. of, like, shh, closing the curtains. Like, don't talk to me. No, it's not a sad. Not for me, at least. I would do I it mean, wrong. It's, at for least, me? At least it's satisfying... More so than just like turning over, you know what I mean? Yeah, like what an impressive flop! (laughs) (laughs) So Harry is left standing by the door still. He's looking at Ron's bed with the curtains closed, and he's left with a strange feeling. He was sure that Ron would have believed him. It literally says in the book, he says that now hiding one of the few people he would have been sure would have believed him. Dude, that blows. It's so sad (sighs) because in my section. It, literally the first thing he thinks of when he's walking back is like, I need to find Ron and Hermione yeah. because they're the only ones that are going to have my back. I yeah. know everybody else doesn't. Yeah. And then he goes to talk to Ron and it's not the case. I just, Ron. I would hope that if I really didn't do something and I told my best friend that I really didn't do it, they better freaking believe me or yeah. you can kick rocks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> is that a saying? It is now. You know, I kick rocks. I really, I really love Ron, like as a character overall. But I cannot stand him in this book. There are parts like it makes me sad that he was this way. Like, thankfully, he grows up. But like, just like seeing this side of a character that you really love. I mean, sucks. It's his jealousy is so bad. The Horcrux uses it against him. Yes, like that's how thick it is. Yeah. He's, he's to, uh, for me, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I just see a lot of myself in him, like with the insecurity, you know, he is the youngest boy. So he, all yeah. he's ever known is hand me downs. He sees all of his brothers going and doing things. And, you know, he doesn't see his own greatness in himself where he thinks that like, I, you know, I never have any money and I never get anything new. And it's either all of my brothers have done all these wonderful things, whether they were like head boy on the Quidditch team, mm-hmm. going and working in all these places, working with dragons. And then there's Ginny who just kept, not that she gets everything handed to her, but she's the girl. So she kind of gets like, you can't have your brother's old robes. So like you get newer robes and, Yes, she also gets some hand-me-downs, too, but it's, like, totally different, and she gets probably treated differently, again, because she's the only girl. And then you become best friends with... Yeah, and the youngest. And then you become best friends with Harry Potter, who has, no matter what he's done, he has all that fame and glory of just being the kid that defeated the Dark Lord when he was a year old. And now you, you almost are always, like, the side character. But, like, you have to realize... Like, he should realize that he 
is not the side character in his own story. Does that make any sense? So like I feel for him because like at this point in time, you're an emotionally hormonal, hormonal teenager. And you think that your best friend might be keeping this huge lie from you. Not saying that he is any, like any of this is good, but I mean, he, he, and also was thinking like, I really could have used that money. Like my family could have used that money and Harry doesn't need it. And I mean, I don't know. I know. I kind of feel like Ron wouldn't have shared the money had he got it. No, I don't think so either. And you know, I get like, I, I get what you're saying about like his, his jealousy and everything, but like you should, as a friend, you should never let your jealousy interject in a friendship like that. That's ridiculous. It sucks that it does. He's also a kid kid. though. Yeah. Still. I get it. It just sucks. He learns. It just sucks. He learns. It sucks for Harry. It sucks for Hermione. Not for But Harry doesn't Seamus handle that whole thing well whoever. either. Like now the two of them are fighting, they won't even talk to each other. But imagine how Harry feels. Yeah. I would I mean, react like, the same way. I, like I'm sorry, I'm a thousand percent on Harry's side in this situation. Like you go in there thinking that you have the one of the two people that you are a hundred percent positive will have your back, and then they don't because of their jealousy. Sh- Harry shouldn't have went in like, where were you? Where you where have you Correct. been or whatever? I, I agree. Like he came off hostile he in the beginning. He should have came in and been like, oh my gosh. I don't like this is happening, blah, 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 blah. It just could have han- been handled different. If, if, avoiding, they, if they communicated in a more effective way, it would have been completely different. Yeah. Katie. Yeah, I will say there were other ways that Harry could have handled it better too, because yeah. like late, I think just in the next chapter, Harry pretty much just says like, he's not going to go chasing after Ron. Like he has a thought to like almost stop him and like be a bigger person and be like, Hey, he's, he's just as stubborn. He's, he's just as stubborn. Well, and I think There's too, both sides. with, with uh, their fighting, they know each other so well. And like, I know for me sometimes, and I, I, I haven't, I don't do this much anymore, but like when I was a kid, when I was younger and I would be fighting with my sister, like I would know exactly what to say to her to like <laughs> crush her, hurt her or like make her even more angry. So I would purposely say those things. They probably aren't even true, but like, I knew that those are buttons I could press to like you know essentially make the fight even longer or whatever. God, so man. I'm sure that Harry and Ron like they say things to each other that they know is hurtful to each other. You know, kids, because I know we have kids that listen. Do not be like that. Yeah, just be cool, man. Just, just talk. Cool. No fight is worth it. Is is what's happening right now going to be worth it in a year? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Because sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Think about it. Think about it. Thus ends the chapter. We have some lightning bolt round questions. Questions. <laughs> Quest, questions from our Discord. patrons in Discord. Send us more. Yeah, send us some more. All right, so Patia has a few. She asks, Andre. if we had Ludo Bagman in the films, who would you want to play him? Hmm, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That would, I mean, he would be a very... He's not tall enough. Well, no, but if he no. was tiny... Dick if he was tiny, he would be super fast as a chaser, you know? And then, like, think. I just picture kind of, like, because he's a little bit bigger, like, nowadays... Oh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, I think this was, like, if it was made when they were saying. made. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone with a really boyish face. Sarah Chase says Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what He's about got a good personality what about for it? Stanley Tucci? Oh, yeah. Because he played he Caesar Flickerman. Really yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the right guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He would be good. He'd be, he could be funny. 
He would be really good. That's good. (laughs) Usually I don't have any celebrities. I still just like picture him as the murderer in Lovely Bones sometimes (gasps) though. And I'm like, oh God, he creeps me out. The fact that you can play that and then play Caesar Flickerman. I know. He's pretty awesome. All right. Does each Triwizard winner get a new cup once they live? Is there only one cup that stays in the same location between championships? I think it's just one. She said once they die. LOL. Oh, did I miss that? No, she just fixed it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> new cup once they die. Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I think there's just the one. I don't think they actually get to keep it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, win. Once they win. Do they get a new cup once they win? Is there only one cup that stays in the same location? I think I think that once you I think that I think everybody gets their own. Yeah, but like I think that you're winning the Triwizard Tournament, you get money and whatever else he said. Yeah, but I feel like the the cup is like the trophy. I'm thinking of the goblet. I apologize. I think um, that there's a new cup for each one. Maybe a new cup because it's not as it, the 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 goblet's old. The cup is right. Not. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. They don't say. I always envisioned it as the trophy that you would win. But is it kind of like where you know some people like our roommate, for example, he has a. Um, fantasy league that he does with whatever and they put like a plaque they have a plaque on it they get it engraved with like a person's whoever that year's winner is so do they pass around the same cup or is it a new one i kind of picture it like a grammy (laughs) you know (laughs) everybody gets one (laughs) you get a grammy you You get get to put it on your mantle for the rest of your life (laughs) i won the triwizard tournament yeah maybe speaking of the cup if you were the cup who would you choose to be your three champions of each house. Angelina Whoa. Johnson. Of each house. Oh. Three of each house. No. Three of each house? Yeah. All right. Gryffindor. I would still pick Angelina Johnson. Probably Fred Weasley and... Poor George. Because <laughs> they're the only ones we know. <laughs> right? Yeah. We don't know them all. No. And um, Katie Bell. Okay, we can't name any Slytherins that are old enough right now. Besides Marcus Flint. <laughs> well, technically none of the ones I named were old enough. Well, Angelina was. True. True. Fred was close. This is too hard. My brain can't handle it. It's hard. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Uh, Ernie Mac. <laughs> Ernie Mac. <laughs> Hannah Abbott. Jay Finch. <laughs> Jay Finch pinching around. Um, I feel like we don't know enough people, right? Or like older people. We only know like one year. Who, who do we Ravenclaw. Know Ravenclaw. Roger Davies. <laughs> Roger. Cho Chang. Luna and could win it. Luna. Luna could win. Slytherin. Draco. Goyle Crab. Think of like uh, <laughs> think of Luna being against a um, dragon. She, she would be like. like Hey, can you like lay down can so I can get that egg? I brought you a piece I will of raw give meat. You some nice pet. <laughs> I mean, I just really love that egg, and you're just so beautiful, you know. Yeah, she would try. She it. would talk it out of it. Yeah. Um, Sarah asks, I understand the first of September needing to be on a Monday, but why did she pick the twenty fourth of November to be a Saturday? Is that a special number? Actually, oh, and then she's like, actually twenty fourth of February, right? Second task. Oh, so are all the tasks on, on the, the 24th? oh is the is the third one the twenty fourth of June? Uh, I don't know, Sarah. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised she's not like. I don't know why. Actually, it's this, the... this, this, this. I don't know. Twenty four doesn't. I've never. 
seen that because we've done a lot of number research um, in the beginning of the podcast, especially in 24 didn't show up, but I don't know. Good question. We have no other. I have no. Yeah. Oh, one more. Which character's response to Harry being chosen as a champion would be, be most similar to your own? Probably Hermione. Like, I'd be super shocked, but then I'd be like, get up and go. Like, you got to go. I agree. I think I'd be like yeah. Hermione. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I'd be like Hermione because I would, I would believe. If you said you didn't do it. If my friend I says that they didn't do something, then they didn't do something. Yeah. I'm also not going to, like, throw you a party unless you're showing me that you're excited about it. Right, like, right. if you want me to just, like, sit with you and talk about something totally different, I'm down for that. If yeah. you want to get your mind off of it. Yeah. I think Hermione really shows her friendship to Harry in this book. Right? Yeah. Big time. I feel like this book is where all of the Harry-Hermione shippers came out. Oh. <laughs> this is where it started to happen, I think, for shippers. for them. They are like, yeah, Harry-Hermione for life. What do you think, Sarah? What was the question? How would you, which character's response um, would be most like your own? I don't know, probably Hermione's. It also depends on which friend, if I believed him or not. Like, if I had a sneaky friend. Oh, if you, like, a frenemy. <laughs> but, like, not so much a frenemy, but, like, if I, if I had a friend that, like. You know they lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a pretty trustworthy. Like I trust most of my friends. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you if you don't trust yeah. them, then they're yeah. not should be friends. friends. I don't really trust people that are not my friends. I mean, I wouldn't not trust somebody if they you were my friend. A healthy level of. Well, are you telling me the truth for people you don't know? No, I just mean like I wouldn't call somebody a friend if I didn't trust them. I got that. This is completely off topic, but I'm pretty sure that this water tasted like soap. It Yummy. probably did. The plastic will often take on the flavor of the Dove soap. Interesting. Interesting. Any of us have any lightning bolt questions? Because those are all we got from the chat. I'm good. Good? Yep. Fan story? Yes, please. All right. This week comes from Robin Bricky. Shout out to her. I'll give her an electional <sighs> shout out at the end of her story. Yeah, because she named her cats Swish and Flick, and that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Robin says, a friend gave me the first book, Sorcerer's Stone. Her kids were reading it in school and loved it. At 25, I was not interested at the time to read a children's book. But a few years later, when we had a trip planned to go on a cruise, I wanted some books to pass the time on the water. Book three was out by that time, so I borrowed all three from my friend for the trip. It was a three-day cruise, and I read all three during that trip. Wow. I was hooked. As we were driving home early in the morning and in the dark, I started to fall asleep. I needed something more than music to keep me awake. I saw Walmart and stopped, hoping they had an audiobook that would keep me interested and awake. Lo and behold, just sitting in its own cubby was the last available audiobook of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, read by Jim Dale. Just having finished the third book, I was so stoked and excited to start the fourth and have it read to me. The next few hours on the road were magical until I just couldn't keep my eyes open. My husband, who had finally woken up, was hooked just from listening to book four. So as the Quidditch World Cup chapter started, I took a nap and my husband drove us on home. After we got home, we purchased the first three books on audio tape and wore them out. Mm-hmm. Thanks to CDs and audio files for iPods and iPhones, I recovered those books. I have bought the series on audio files three times, books on tape, books on CD, and finally audio file. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I got through Order of the Phoenix and then divorce happened. During that time, I had my dogs and Jim Dale reading Harry Potter to comfort me. I would run my iPod at night to go to sleep. It was comfort for some strange reason, even though my ex and I shared a love for Harry Potter and we were no longer together. The story itself was a comfort comfort token for me. Then the heart attack happened. 
God gave me a second chance to get myself healthy. I started walking, then running with Jim Dale in my ear. Audiobooks helped me run better. With no music for... Cadence. Cadence, thank you. I could concentrate on my form and get my running right. I also had a friend running with me. Then I met my wife, true love. Always finally made sense to me, but she only knew Harry Potter through the movies. I couldn't talk about the details in the books. She would look at me like I was insane. I am not crazy. My mother had me tested. (laughs) Then the magic Hmm. happened. We went on a trip to Disney World, and I was on Goblet of Fire, so I played it as I drove, and she got hooked. Our trip to Universal, Harry Potter World, was more special, too. She saw my love for the stories and was starting to understand that love. As our trip ended, my wife asked me to load the books on her iPhone, and a new love for Harry Potter was born. Over and over, she listens to the books as I do. Then we found Swish and Flick Podcast, and a new love and a new appreciation for the books was born. Harry Potter and Jim Dale carried me through trying, several trying times in my life as a comfort and a shining light. Now with my beautiful wife, we are enjoying the love, fun, and joy of the books and all the stories to come. Every year for my heart attack anniversary, we go to see a movie. I've seen all the Harry Potter movies that came out in November since my heart attack in 2010. This year, it's Crimes of Grindelwald. So excited Joe is producing more and more stories. Thank you, ladies, for the love of this series and for doing this podcast. First of all, I'm glad you're okay. Correct. Because that's super scary. Second, I'm glad that you are given a second chance at love. That is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And third, you are such a selfless person because you are so active in our group. Mm -hmm. You run for people. And just like seeing you tag someone and say, you know, God has you today. We ran for you today. It's so sweet. It makes me cry. I know, even if I'm not, like, she's tagged me a couple times, and it makes my day, and then I'll see her tag someone else, and that still makes my day. And sometimes she'll tag somebody who, like, maybe I've talked to that day, and, like, I knew that they were having a hard day, and I was like, wow, what great timing that was. Like, yeah, she's great. Fantastic. Thank you for sending your story. How cool that, like, I didn't even, I just pulled this because I just pulled stories at random, but, like, it seems like her magic book is Goblet of Fire. Right, right. And I picked yeah. it during Goblet of Fire, so yeah. very fitting, I love very it. fateful. So thank you very much, Robin, for sharing your story. Yeah. Yes, thank you. You're awesome. All right. Social so. media. <laughs> All right, so. You can find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Um we all of our podcasts are loaded there as well as some vlogs. Uh, lastly, you can support us on Patreon if you would like to. Our Patreon's patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. And you can have access to monthly hangouts with us, bonus episodes called The Felix Files, where we break down character analysis right now. Usually it's just like, um, right now we're doing character analysis, but we've done some other stuff too, like where we're just talked about james and lily or Overmorning, Overmorning, the salem witch trials those kinds of like fun topics and then lastly all the information on us is in one place at swishflickcast.com and you can also find all of our merchandise there yes yep and we're gonna be brainstorming new stuff all right so and by the time this episode comes out our patreon will be relaunched and there's new things coming your way Woo-hoo! so look out for that yeah be on the lookout, patrons. <laughs> Plugging other things. Yeah, what are you up to? I just finished spring break. And are you uh, sad? Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> but like now it's like all downhill from here. Like my students are done testing. We're doing a bunch of like fun end of the year stuff. Like this is where we start like our geometry unit, which is always so much fun for me. <laughs> And graphing. I don't know. That might sound weird to some people, but I enjoy teaching that. Um, 
don't know. Just little Alana's not feeling so well. She's teething. Poor thing. Teething, dude. Teething's the worst. But I don't know. Just living life. Katie and I have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> we um, I don't have all day. <laughs> well, I'll plug our YouTube channel because it's drastically changing this week, and I'm really excited about it because we are no longer Main Street Nine and Three Quarters. We've rebranded our YouTube channel as the Peaches Family, and we're becoming daily vloggers. So um, this doesn't mean that you're going to get like a 20 minute video from us every day. It could be two minutes. It could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. No 20 minutes. It's going to depend on what we do that day. Like literally it could be us playing board game at home or something. Better be uh, building that Lego castle because I'm not touching it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, when this when this comes out for our patrons will actually be day one of us daily vlogging. It'll be the first day that we have a video come out. No, it'll be the day before that next weekend. So when this comes out, we're starting daily vlogging. Um, and we have kind of, uh, we have a fun thing going on next weekend that we can't really talk about, but you guys will see it. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. I know what it is. I'm so excited about it. It's a secret. Everyone just has to wait for our new channel. So. Keep secrets. Keep the secrets. <laughs> I don't know how to keep a secret. Um, so go well, follow us on social media. I've changed our social media handle on Twitter and Instagram to the Petrus Family. And our YouTube channel is the Petrus Family. <laughs> I, the YouTube channel is, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't changed the link yet, but I'm yet, working on it. Yet. By the time this comes out, it'll all be changed. If you guys need any like design work, I know we usually plug our um, fun little Etsy shop, but me and Meg have launched uh, Whimsy Creative Design. So we do, we like to focus on wedding stuff, but I mean, we'll do anything. Invites, birthdays, rehearsals, graduation. It doesn't matter. Business like anything, design, branding. Yeah, flyers. Logo like design. You need, that kind of stuff. Um, we do it all day. because, yeah, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we really enjoy it and For we free. wanted to... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we wanted to open it up and, you know, get it's our creative me. side. I'd like to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> it's not for free. <laughs> get that it's creative side out as well. So, yeah. Check us out. Um, Facebook, Instagram. Whimsy Creative Design. Yeah. I know that I told you guys a different name the last time we talked about this. It's official now, though. It's a work in progress. Whimsy Creative Design. Done. Sarah, what are you up to? I don't really do much with my life. I just got back from uh, California, which was great. Um, And I'm just working on living and breathing and surviving every day. I'm officially going back to school, just not sure where or when. (sighs) It's going to be a stressful couple of years. But you yeah. got this. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Katie and I should bring up that we got our 23andMe's back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. People were really interested in that. I got mine back, and I am 43.1% British and Irish, 29.4% French and German, 7.3% Scandinavian, 0.4% Italian, and then it has 17.5% broadly Northwestern European. 0.2% broadly Southern European, 1.9% broadly European, and 0.1% North African and Arabian. And I think that is awesome. Some that of our stuff awesome. is pretty it's similar. It's so cool to know. Oh, yeah, I know for sure. Um, so I am 30, I'm 99% European. Big surprise. 31% Eastern European. So I'm like Polish, Slovakian, Ukrainian, Hungarian, which I knew. 
Um, 14.5% French and German, but mainly Germany, which I didn't know. That was cool to find out. 11.9% from the United Kingdom and Ireland. Woo, woo, woo. Had no idea I was Irish, so this St. Patrick's Day was, like, extra special. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I'm 7% Italian, which I had no idea. That's her dad. We yeah. always wondered. Her dad was adopted, so we, like, never knew his heritage and but like he's got like her family her like mom's side of the family is like blonde haired like light eyes super pale and then her dad was like dark hair curly like tanned super easily and we were like what could that be like because she got a bit of her dad and him like she's got the darker hair the wavy hair like yeah but dark eyes yeah um, and Greek. I'm and Greek. 6.5% of Greek, so that's cool. And then uh, 16.2% broadly Northwestern European. European. You know what this means? What? We have to go to Italy. I know, right? 56 <laughs> hey, broadly Southern. I'm part Italian. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> also, guys, 0.2% Ethiopian. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's awesome. I love all of this. It's so cool. It's so cool. I highly recommend doing it. I was lucky to do it because Tiffany <laughs> gave me a kit because like, she's awesome. Um, You're I think I'm going to do Ancestry.com to compare them. Yeah, Even if you, like, like Sarah knew she was Irish. She knew a lot I mean? of her roots. But I think it's so cool to just, like, see it. Yeah. I, well, and I think it's cool, too. Um, for me, like, when I looking at my ancestry, like, I, I have a very strong line going back to Ireland, and I've been where my family has grown up. My great-grandmother is from Ackle. I'm um, in County Mayo. And so I knew that I, I've seen pictures of where she grew up in the church that she was, she was at in the school that she was at. And I've been fortunate enough that, to be walk inside that exact same church and everything. And then to see the website being like your number one place that you're from ancestry wise is County Mayo. And I was like, well, at least I know that you're right. Like, cause I've been there, I've seen it and it's, it's really cool. I will say, though, so originally I was 98.1% Irish and British, and then it dropped down when I connected with my mom on the website to 96.3. Oh, no. But I also find it interesting on my thing, underneath it, it says Ireland and UK, and on your guys' mm-hmm. it says UK and Ireland, yeah. which I'm like, that's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah cause I think it, it, it mostly, matters. It's mostly what, British. Yeah. Correct. Like, well, the larger majority of that Correct. percentage is British. Yeah. Because and I know, like on- I know for my, I have um, English in me. Like, my dad's family mm-hmm. um, is British a little bit. Like, his great, like, my, his mother was a Davis, and I believe they came from um, England. Although they were in America longer than my, my, um, Grandma Hagen, like my mom's parents' family. Does it make sense? Yes. So, like, that's her, my great grandmother, my grandma Kilbane, my maternal great grandmother, both her and her husband are from Ireland, like, straight off the bone. Mm-hmm. She never went back. If she went back, she would have never came back to Ohio. Boy. Yeah. So, those are fun personal facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, my European one, my first one is Poland. And so, like, Me I know too. that I'm mostly. Polish, Polish over. Yeah. I think the other one is Ukrainian. I don't know. I don't know. It's cool, man. Very cool. cool. One would say, super cool. Yeah. All right. So that's the last one for this episode. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> Oh,
sweet manna from heaven. <laughs> you know what that's from? Vomit. All right. I am not ready. I am. Why is this not scrolling? And I'm the only one that matters. No, bro. No. (sighs) 